There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And today we are joined by Sally Phillips. Hooray! The scummiest mummy of all. Oh, <laughs> tough competition. She has arrived. Thank you so much. It's lovely to have you here. It's very um, nice to be here. I will confess, I have met you before. Oh dear. You won't remember. Well, I can't remember, but the, I mean, my brain is basically a sieve. I can't remember anything at all, really, anymore. Honestly, it was, was not... The, the third child, I remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember its name. Um, it was not a memorable encounter. It was about ten years ago in a bar in London. I was quite pissed, and you were in the bar, and I was a huge fan, and I, I didn't do comedy or anything at that point, but you were like one of my idols. And, uh, you know, sensibly, I went up to you and went, Hello, Sally Phillips, I think you're amazing. And you very politely went, Oh, thanks very much. And then I didn't have anything else to say. But also, I, I, that is my... I, I can't deal with compliments at all. Oh, so really? it reduced me to total silence. I can never think of anything to say. <laughs> After that, well, what's happening in my head is I'm thinking... Poor you, you've got terrible taste. <laughs> you need help. And I'm trying to gracefully accept the compliment, but the trying, you know, those two things cancel each other out and I end up being fantastically awkward. Well, you, you were very polite. I, I was Thank just God. very drunk. <laughs> but yeah. now you are one of the pioneers of the geek girl movement, aren't you? Like wow. You're one of the cool, it's now really, really cool to be a girl and know about computers and video games. See, I'm like, you know, so I don't like, say that. I feel really embarrassed. the other way around. Yeah. You've really yeah, embarrassed you me, say? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so, Sally, so you're an actress, a writer, a mother of three, and you've been in really amazing comedy shows like Miranda and Bridget Jones and my favourite Smack the Pony and other stuff. And I just want to say, you've been in a TV show with Dara Breen and so has Ellie. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like Madge in the corner, aren't I? Oh. So, Dara, if you're listening, I know you are. Um, let's do something. <laughs> Helen Thorne and Dara Speak Australian. Something like that. Something amazing. Who wouldn't watch it's, that? No. It was quite fun there. I did Star Brian's School of Hard Sums, and I am just rubbish at maths. <laughs> and it's a real, like, it's real boy central, that show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> You've now got uh, Dara Brian's Go 8 bit to fill that void. But what was so funny about that was that they had, they were trying to make theoretical maths problems visual and practical. Mm. And no, no one else seemed to notice that they didn't make any sense whatsoever. So they said, so you've got these two armies attacking each other on these circular fields. And they had to make the fields circular because otherwise you couldn't do the formula. It had to be a, working out a circumference or a radius or something. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's the end of that story. That was hilarious. It's going to work. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sally Phillips's amazing anecdotes of showbiz life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Did Helen and Dara Brin could present that show. I would like yes. that. I would just like, like that. this is your life, but every every week it's just you talking about weird math stuff. Standing yeah. in a circular field. Yeah, yes, perfect. yes. Oh, I love when we have some works going on yeah, in the that's background. Nice. That's always mm. nice. Yeah. Um, so should we kick off with family chat, Ellie? Let's have a family chat. Hooray! Sally Phillips, tell us about your family. Um, um, okay. <laughs> it's not a trick question, Sally Phillips. <laughs> Okay, Which child well, is your favourite? <laughs> I've got middle one who every day says, who's your favourite child? Really? Every single day. What do you say? Well, I say my favourite child is the one I'm staring at <laughs> at any one moment. And so then he gets himself in my line of vision and grabs onto my ears. <laughs> like stalking you. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. My mother-in-law always said, she had five kids, always said to her five kids that each of them was, their, was her favourite. And it took them a long time to work out. She said that to everyone. I thought it was oh. quite sweet. Rather than I don't have any favourites to insist you have a favourite and it's all of them at a different time I think yeah yeah might work are they all quite well adjusted no they're all screwy oh, right. I, right. I, mean, I mean it I am the scummiest mummy of all I mean I'll take either of you on for we, a we will, uh, parenting fail competition yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What's now the... they're all like massively yeah massively disturbed <laughs> <laughs> we're learning so much on this podcast but really Maths. good fun really yeah. really good fun you know so I, you've got three boys. I've, I've got, got two boys. Uh-huh. Two feels like a lot. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. How, how's three? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's more even than two. More than enough. <laughs> <laughs> they say two is not quite enough and three is uh, This is enough. why you were so good on that math show. Is this, is this kind I can, of thing, I can you tell can the difference maths. between two yeah. and three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I really can tell the difference between <laughs> two and three children. But I think the hardest for me was one to two, to be honest. Yeah, yeah three was, you know... I was, obsessed with, I was obsessed with having three, partly because uh, my eldest got special needs, so I didn't want number two to be on his own looking after. I thought, goodness, we could all get Alzheimer's at the same time. Mm. And so I want him to have company in that, or, you know. So, yeah, so, but he was, it was, it's brilliant, the drilling, isn't it? Yes, oh, yeah, was, no, that's how we planned. <laughs> yesterday just, I was doing a, a show and there was uh, about 100 dogs outside. <laughs> Really, ideal, ideal. It's really hard not to take that personally. Like every time I open my mouth, there's a yapping of a thousand Labradors. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you survive, Sally? What gets you through the day? Um, well, I don't know that I am surviving terribly well. Am I? And I feel I'm aging about seven times faster than any of the other actresses my age. Already in the states, I, I play sixty, so I'm forty, mid forties, and I really? play sixties in the states. Yeah. Wow. In fact, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus nearly fell over when she found out I was 45. <laughs> she was... <laughs> How did she say that? She's, she's like, 55. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's 55. She is not. Just tell, yeah, well, she looks much younger than me, and she's 55. So I don't know if the answer to your question is, I, I don't know that I am getting through the day terribly well. I haven't slept in about 12 years, so I've become slightly, uh, slightly odd. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel Sounds like you're like just coming down? That's how I feel like I'm coming down off drugs all the time because I've been a mum for eight years and my kids don't sleep and they, yeah. you know, always make some kind of noise or mess. And yeah, uh, yeah just that kind of on edge sort of feeling. Well, yeah. when you're away in the States, though, do you get some sleep or do you still do that thing of, like, waking up in the night just in case? I still case? wake up, yeah. Yeah. I still wake up. <laughs> I don't like to be away from them. For, I mean, the longest I've been away from them is 10 days, and that was far too long. Yeah. It's like they're on elastic, isn't it? So 
I can go so far and then I'm in pain. Yeah. And they are, you know, terribly behaved and <laughs> sort of, I'm almost proud of it, you know? They're, they're incredibly charming. They're those kind of wild... Free-spirited, aren't they? Free-spirited, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty, yeah. like, curly hair full of head lice. <laughs> oh, toilet, the club. You know, yeah. Really, really muddy, constantly making things out of toilet rolls and my lipsticks. You know? <laughs> It's, it's much so when they're you know when they're little you have complete control don't you you can pick them up if they're misbehaving you can pick them up and put them in a bin we've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all done it yeah. you can't you Thank can't you do that up. as they get older they have to have some so I'm finding you know working out independence with the 12 year old really tricky because he wants independence like his peers but he's got Down syndrome so how do we manage that those mm. discussions are quite difficult I have a theory which is that everyone worries the same amount irrespective of the uh, situation they find themselves in. So, obviously, I have a special needs child, and one would imagine I worried more. But in fact, I find that my friends are worrying the same amount. It's just they're worrying about Suzuki violin, or right, you know, which school, or whether or not to tutor. Or uh, so, yeah. You mentioned that one of your children's got special needs, and you've been working on a documentary about it and about Down syndrome. Is that right? About uh, yeah, about prenatal screening. So um, we've been as a government investing huge amounts of money in refining the prenatal screening program, prenatal screening pathway for Down syndrome. And uh, it just struck me that all the uh, all the books um, that you read when you're pregnant and all the doctors actually talk about Down syndrome as if it's the very worst possible outcome. And that most people in the UK have never met anybody with Down syndrome. And actually... I don't know, anyone with Down syndrome isn't fantastically happy with their life. 97% of families with children with Down syndrome are thrilled with them, express pride in them. Um, 99% of siblings, very, very happy with them. I mean, so we've got this, we're in this sort of unfortunate situation where we are the easiest disability to locate in the womb, and yet we are the disability where people are most content with their lives. Mm. Uh, but the majority of people making a decision about whether or not to terminate don't know anybody with Down syndrome, terrified of it, and the doctors are enormously ignorant, in fact, talk about it, incredibly out of date. And they'll happily tell people, a friend of mine was told by a top fetal medicine doctor that her marriage would end if she... He said, let's stop this silly list straight away. Uh, your marriage will end if you, if you uh, have this baby. Whereas actually you're more likely to stay together if you have a baby with Down syndrome. It's not something that's really? particularly known. Yeah. So uh, so I thought, well, let's just... Um, and also you can terminate a baby with Down syndrome right up to term. Wow, and I didn't know that. So it is enshrined in law that people with disabilities do not have the same right to life as other people. So I, I thought, ignorantly, let's just make a documentary about that because people would be horrified to mm. know that you could terminate a baby with Down syndrome at 37... Well, it's actually up to 39 weeks and six days. Gosh. They'd be horrified to know that, that that is uh, mm. legal and that it regularly happens. And not only that it regularly happens, but that doctors are exerting pressure, not all doctors, but some doctors and midwives are exerting pressure on women to A, screen, uh, B, have an amnio, and C, actually terminate. And it's worth asking the scummy mummies out there, whether they actually think that this is a win for women. Mm. Because I don't think it is a win for women. I mean, it comes under the choice banner and a reproductive autonomy banner, so we think it's good. But actually, a late termination is enormously psychologically scarring and affects your future fertility. This isn't really talked about. Uh, the grieving process, you know, that 
most people never get over mm. a late a late termination. And also Down syndrome is just simply not that bad. And they don't know that. And they're not being given that information. So let's make let's make this documentary and, and um at least get the questions debated, uh, because there is this new test coming out that is much more accurate and isn't an amnio, so it's just a blood test. So this means that, so at the moment, quite a large number of the Downs population are surprises, so false negatives, you're told. I mean, I, we were a false negative, and I'm really happy we have Ollie, but if I'd known in pregnancy, I wouldn't have terminated, but I, I uh, because I'm up for, I'm up for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you Count tell me, me in, yeah. I am a bit, I'm like, oh, come on, bring it on then. Yeah. So I, I would definitely have, uh, have kept Jolly anyway, but I have quite a lot of friends who wouldn't have, mm. who are so relieved they didn't know. And also, at what point do we consider people with Down syndrome's rights? So if all ethics is about, I'm being really boring now, welcome to an hour with me, it's really good fun. <laughs> <laughs> if all ethics is about uh, benefits and harms, at the moment, it's all about uh, the non-disabled. So it's all benefits for the status quo, for uh, all benefits for the woman. At what point do uh, people with Down syndrome get consulted or get included or have any thought? Mm. In, and, and of course, you know, nobody likes giving up privilege. So it's a difficult, you know, it's a difficult debate, bag of snakes, etc. But you know, the documentary has got Ollie in it, so it's funny. Right. <laughs> Good parts and. Um, yeah, and it's on October the 5th on BBC Two. So what are the main things you would like to tell someone who perhaps is, is worried about Down syndrome or has found out that they're having a baby with Down syndrome? Like, mm. what? Um, Well, I, I just don't think it's, it's that frightening. It's, it is a bit... So I'm not to put a bell on it. It is more stressful. So that's the, that's the downside. But there's huge upsides. I mean, I, my experience has been it's like living in a sitcom. So <laughs> it's the kind of sitcom where... You know, paint gets thrown and occasionally the police get called. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like by no means a disaster. It's kind of funny. I'll tell you, you know, classic. Uh, this is a classic Ollie. So we had some neighbours move in at the back of the garden, the end of the garden, and they had, uh, they had twin, they have twins, a boy and a girl. And Ollie decided he wanted to befriend them. Now, I did not want to befriend them. The last thing I want to do is to get to know my neighbours really, really well. <laughs> it's just embarrassing. And the description of Down syndrome is they, in inverted commas, have really poor uh, balance and bad centre of gra- gravity and can't climb. So Ollie hasn't read this memo. So he climbed over our 10-foot fence into their garden over and over again. I'd wake up in the morning, the back door would be open... <laughs> 6 a.m. Ollie would be sat in their garden in just his pants. I couldn't, I couldn't climb over to get it because I'd need a ladder on their side yes, to get yes. him out. You know, so yeah. I could put the ladder on my side. But I, and we we painted the Wendy. We were like, "How is he getting over?" Painted the Wendy house with anti-slip paint. Boarded <laughs> stuff up. Like beginning to think about putting spikes. We started trying to grow ivy so he couldn't get over. Get like a centre parks like pods just to fit over the so garden. Ashamed. Oh. I was just so so embarrassed. I couldn't even look them in the eyes. But they're incredibly nice people. And over the course of a year, we got to know them. We actually became friends with them. And now we, you know, in the summer put ladders up both sides. And the oh. kids were all really good friends and my four-year-old and their four-year-old are best mates, and we only oh. buy one paddling pool. And so, so for me, that saves you money. That's what we're saying. It saves me. That's a positive aspect. money. It's just he doesn't behave at, in a socially acceptable way, but that is not always bad. Mm. That is a, that is good, isn't it? He's forced me to get over my you know stuck up. <laughs> Stuck up fear of my community, and we've become we've made really good friends out of it. Mm. 
Because that's what so, I was going to say. Like, what's been your experience of other people's reactions? And because you sometimes hear terrible totally. stories of things the public say to people with Down syndrome or their families. Has that been your experience? Well, I actually think people are quite nice to people with Down syndrome. I think uh, mothers of autistic kids have a much harder time mm. because the kids uh, are, aren't visually different. So people just think they're naughty. I mean, I you know I'll tell you something else. Ollie does, which is hideously embarrassing. On the bus, he pretends to be more disabled than he is. <laughs> His brothers, he'll sit with his brothers and Ollie be, Ollie be going, yeah, going, Ollie, stop it. And everyone's staring at me like, what a horrible man. Like, he can't help that. It's like, he totally, he can speak normally. He can speak completely normally. And his brothers are killing themselves and his brothers start doing it. It's just, just kind of a caravan of dreadfulness. Um, so he's got an amazing sense of fun. He's really, really funny. Yeah. yeah. He's really, really, really funny. He makes me constant. He makes me make it makes us all focus on what's actually important in life. So we all we all assume without thinking that independence is the highest aim that you're trying trying to train your children to be independent. But are we really scummy mummies? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm yeah. not trying to train them at all. I didn't realise that was a thing. Is that what you're well, supposed yeah, to do? Of, yeah, to teach them to do stuff on their own. Yeah, um, but, yeah. I mean, of course. You, actually, actually, you're supposed you, to be raising like this wonderful adult who can, you know, who can emigrate to Australia and you never have yeah. to see them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or, or right. emigrate to England from Australia. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Helen's parents did a wonderful job. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, what we really want is people who can live interdependently, isn't it? Who can mm. live, you know, who can give and take. Mm-hmm. And I think with a child with a disability in your family you're training your children to be much better citizens and individuals and nicer people have i done a good sales job it really what i really want to say is don't be afraid Mm. yeah don't be afraid they're much more similar than different they're not other they're not it's not a they and us i mean health is a continuum you know everyone's healthier and less healthy at different times in their life Uh, everyone's you know intelligent more intelligent in some areas less intelligent in others uh, people with Down syndrome are enormously emotionally intelligent, like way above their years. So they're likely to, they're able to identify in a lineup someone who's in pain, someone who's adopted, somebody who needs a hug, somebody who. Oh my God, uh, they're like Sherlock. <laughs> they're like Sherlock. Amazing. Emot- they're emotional Sherlock. Sherlocks. Yeah. <laughs> so whereas, whereas sometimes people with Asperger's, for example, have. Um, you know, special ability at system, you know, systematizing things, geekish abilities. People with Down syndrome have emotional abilities, relational abilities that other people, that, that I certainly don't have. So it's just, it's not, just not all a lose. Don't be afraid. It's not a problem. You know, obviously it's, it's, it's your choice. No one's going to force you to do anything. But if you are feeling that you uh, have to terminate because doctors are telling you and your, your family are telling you you couldn't handle it, just... Um, Try and find a family with Down syndrome. There's a contact a family or hmm. a group on Facebook called uh, Future of Downs. Um, there's uh, a brilliant mum blogger called Haley Golanyaska who runs a website called Downside Up. There's another website called uh, Lose the Label, and you can just find out a bit more about what it actually means. So try and find out what it actually means before you make your very difficult decision. Well, there we are. Actual useful information and advice <laughs> and thoughts on the Scummy Mummies podcast. Absolutely. And Proper scummy thoughts. Also. Absolutely. And how to get to know your neighbours better. Go into their garden <laughs> in your pants. In your pants. In regular embarrassment. I know. Slightly stained pants. Oh, bless. Yeah. Boys are good like that. Though, Boys are like extraordinary. Oh, I'm oh. dreading puberty. Oh, aren't we dreading all? Dreading it. Oh. Actually, it is starting already. My youngest one... I, I came downstairs yesterday morning the youngest one was dancing around in front of Ollie going Ollie's Willie's got a beard he's got a beard 
I'm trying to silence that and Ollie oh. taking like slow swings <laughs> the four-year-old. Shut up, Tom! Shut up, Tom! It's, it's all, it must be very cocky in your house. It's still yeah, cock and balls. every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way to end that really wonderful segment. Thank you, cock and balls. Yes, have, you, ever, have, you, ever, have you heard of a game called cock, cock or Ball? No, I have three boys. I've cock or ball is a game that some colleagues of mine who were all men, obviously <laughs> had to be, uh, used to play in the pub. Where what you do is you sort of turn around from everybody, you put your hands in your trousers, and you sort of extract a piece of skin, and then everybody else has to get, guess if it's your cock or your ball. <laughs> and we're going to play that game right now. No, we're not. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, a friend of mine, he was single in her late 20s, panicking about it, did a population search to find out where all the single men were. She was like, but where are they? I mean, I just don't believe that there are equal numbers. And she found these weird pockets of, like, all-male villages. <laughs> and it turned out that a lot of them were, in fact, gaming, like, computer... There we are. It's an untapped resource. Whole, yeah. So where, uh, where can people catch your documentary? It's going to be on BBC Two uh, on October the 5th at 9pm. Really just want to get the debate going. And um, it would be really helpful, uh, scummy mummies, if you could make it clear to people who bring it up that it's not about... Um, mothers of disabled kids forcing everybody else to have a disabled child mm. because the trolling I've had thus far is how dare this celebrity not only steal my taxes to bring up her child but force me to have a disabled child as well wow oh they that's, sound happy I know, yeah, <laughs> so that's, nice. that's not what it is it's no. just we want an ethical debate yeah but why do you think people with issues like this why are people so sort of no you're not allowed to to just do what you're doing which is saying it's about choice and it's about presenting both sides of the well, I think there equation. is an element at which point gov- at which government has to get involved because uh, let me tell you this I think you'll enjoy this factoid one of the largest uh, exports from Denmark is in fact Danish sperm ah. because yes because people actually want tall blonde milk loving type children <laughs> Okay, who were really so, good at Lego. So in the states where you can, yeah, in the states where you can choose what kind of 
you can go to the sperm bank and kind of select. You can mm. you can act as a consumer. You can build your child, as it were, slightly more. Amazon dot spunk. Amazon nice. dot spunk. Yeah. They choose oh. Danish. So, is there an? This is just a question. I'm not saying, but is there? You know, if we totally leave uh, population uh, dynamics up to uh, the consumer, what happens? Mm. Is it good for mankind as a whole? So, I think there is a point at which government has a responsibility to not endorse uh, eugenics. Let me tell you this also, that you can now, uh, if you have a CVS or an amnio, you can actually sequence your unborn baby's genome. So you can find out uh, uh, what percentage, let's say you've got a Norwegian grandmother, uh, Iranian grandfather, you can find out what percentage Norwegian or Iranian your child is. Mm. And you can find all of this out uh, before the cut-off point for termination. So, so you can be like they're too Norwegian. They're too Norwegian. I've never liked the bin Scandinavians. Bin it, bin it, Done. bin it. Not, not the right one. Yeah. So you can see this good. You know, this can be used for good. And that if you have a genetic, if you're a carrier of a genetic disease, you can. Well, is it for good? I don't know if it's for good. You, you, I mean, should a child should should you not choose to have a child because they're the carrier of a genetic mm. disease that may develop? terminate that child and try another one. I mean, this is, these are all difficult ethical questions that we require guidance on. I mean, at the moment, we have government that's enormously invested. They actually did a cost-benefit analysis over whether it was cheaper to screen all pregnant women for Down syndrome or support people with Down syndrome through their lives. So they did those sums, discovered it was cheaper to screen all pregnant women, and then went, oh, that's, is that unethical? Uh, but they haven't changed their behaviours at all. And you have medics encouraging women to screen and encouraging them to... It's kind of a conveyor belt. Once you, so is this real choice for women? You know, mm. we need to... I think we need, uh, we need to discuss whether or not we uh, are happy with... The law is that a, a pregnant woman can choose to terminate any child with a disability as minor as a cleft palate up to birth. So that's the law. No, yeah. are we happy with that? I personally think that's a bit grim. Mm. I'm not very happy with that, hence yeah. the documentary. Great, watch I, it. I'm really good fan, aren't I? <laughs> I'm now going to eat a biscuit. Shall I sing the song? Please do. Yeah. Today we're going to have Sally Phillips on the show. She's great, she's fab, she's ace, and she's the funniest woman I know. Yes, I know, yes, I know. She's a megastar, she's the most famous guest we've had on the show so far. Oh, also, I love that you sung that straight after I've literally been talking about abortion. Like, she really <laughs> for 20 minutes. It just makes, yeah, actually, yeah. It yeah. makes your podcast. I mean, has it been. <laughs> she normally does a termination rap, but that's right. Was that a song? Was it? What, what theme? What from tune Wilson was that song? Phillips. Oh, we love that. Someday them. somebody's gonna. That's not what you sang, mate. That's <laughs> not what yeah. you sang. Well, in my head, it sounded amazing. So. Thank you. That's really very kind. No, you're welcome, Sally Phillips from the television. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sally Humorless Phillips. Sally no, no. Abortion <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dear. It's tough. You know, it is quite tough talking about this stuff. And I, I'm trying to... That was a bit of a win for me then, doesn't it? It wasn't a win for you, of course, because I think you were hoping for jokes. But um, I'm having to do the press for the documentary, and I keep crying. Because mm. it's so incredibly... Mm. Yeah. upsetting and so people will ask me it's also such as like mind swerve people ask me about Bridget Jones and like what Renee actually looks like close up <laughs> <laughs> people are so nice <laughs> like that they're so kind aren't they oh. and they go straight from that to um, 
And if you'd found out that you your child had dancing in the womb, would you have killed him? Like, wow. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's just, everybody's business. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah Latin shade, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on then. Should we do some <laughs> career chat? <laughs> let's yeah, do Cordy. Stop yeah. talking about killing. Yeah. 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 So obviously, you played loads of different characters over yes. the years. What's been your favourite? Um, my favourite at the moment is um, Minna Hakkinen on Veep because that's like an all-time life dream fulfilled because yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been a heroine for such a long time. So you're a big Seinfeld fan before? I was a big Seinfeld I was a big her fan, really. Yeah. And I liked Kramer and then he was revealed to be a terrible uh, racist. Yeah, that was a shame. <laughs> that was oh, a damage. The ass man. Not even yeah. just like an accidental racist or a, like a really bad... Yeah, like, like a Mel Gibson kind of... Yeah. Worse. <laughs> I'd say worse. Well, right. Oh, oh, yes. oh, I need to Google. Um, yeah. 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 But she has always been brilliant. She's, you know, she's so good, isn't she? And, um, and so then I got cast in that purely because I think Rebecca Front's fri- frightened of flying. So they <laughs> had written this part for Rebecca Front and she... And then they required her to fly to and from Baltimore like seven times in a week and she was like, oh, that's kidding me, no way. So she's like, get uh, Sally Phillips to do it. She'll get I don't think she probably said that, but I am a plain whore. I mean, I would literally go anywhere for free as long as they'll pay, pay for a flight because I, I love flying and love... Love getting away from my home. I love flying. <laughs> and I don't understand people who don't like no, flying. Do you get to sit down for twelve hours and watch telly, and people bring you wine and food. Why so don't you like that? What's not to love about that? Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I did that, and um, and uh, there was lots of improvisation. But I, I was really worried about it because because it was lots of improvisation, and I'd never been to Finland, and I didn't know anything about politics, and it was Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. Mm. And then we started to improvise together and had very good chemistry and really made each other laugh. So it was that sort of wonderful thing where you think, oh, I love this woman, I hope it goes okay. And then, weirdly, it does go okay. You know, nine, nine out of ten times, those, those meetings were always a fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> you can find some deleted scenes on the internet where... Oh. Basically, every time she was about to say something, I would then say a, the name of another fish. <laughs> so, it was such oh good fun. Now, of course, you are in the Bridget Jones's Diary movies. Yep, uh, you play Shazza. Shazza is genuinely my favourite character because oh. I don't know why I would like a character who tells it like it is and swears a lot and drinks heavily. Yeah. I can't imagine why no. that would appeal to me. Oh, she's but... been replaced, really, in the latest movie. Oh, oh, really? Really? Yeah, by a character who swears more, drinks more, shags more. Oh. And is younger and oh. uh, better looking. Well, I mean, you know, very little of this made it into the movie, but Shaz, and I think this is quite realistic, did uh, find, I think Shaz never had a boyfriend and then suddenly met the man she was going to marry. That does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the person who's always single just suddenly finds the right person. She marries a folk musician played by Julian Ryan Tut, so that was a win. And um, they are very happy and have very bad behaved children, but they have no money at all. And so they can't really afford babysitters and they can't go out very much. And Bridget has is now producer of a swanky TV news programme. And so there's, you know, they will always love each other, but there's that gap. And, you know, you're on the side of Shaz in this, aren't you? Like yeah, this. yeah. I we think know. the viewers are kind of, oh, you know, they've turned into smug marrieds. And, mm. and, but actually, as, as mums, you know, there is that kind of awful... Yeah, that awful gap opens up, and you don't want to be the person who's boring, who only can only talk about 
children and then mm. you realise that all you've done is wipe arses for yeah. two weeks and, and walk around with anything to say with toothpaste and snot on your trousers yeah. all the time and yeah, yeah. did you cool. want to lick Patrick Dempsey's face no I didn't no. I didn't oh. I didn't at all I just it didn't I had that feeling I'd, about him but no yeah I know well it, he does that for about 50% of women and then other I'm just the other I'm just the other one yeah, no. depends whether you like introverts or extroverts so he's an extrovert Colin Firth is an introvert so mm. I like introverts there we go I like Colin Firth you like extroverts again Colin Firth doesn't I've never really got it he just looks a bit moody you know he's sure he's very nice the thing that's great about Colin Firth is that he's actually pretending to be moody I think he's really really funny really funny and he keeps that hidden and I am Mm. always interested that he keeps it hidden because I think do you think that if you let everyone know how funny you are they would think you were less intelligent (laughs) or less deep and yeah. I think yeah. I think it might be like a career decision mm. yeah come on like Colin to, tell a knock knock joke tell a knock knock joke he's really really probably maybe funny. he'd like to play cock or ball Illy I'm <laughs> sure he would him and Patrick Dempsey we'll, we'll come along won't yeah, we yeah let's Provide go let's go audience. stalk Patrick him Dempsey would play cock or ball <laughs> well that's, that's not because he's a perv then no. knowing that has made this podcast <laughs> worth it already that's good we've to know we've covered everything we have good. compulsive compulsive entertainment yeah. Patrick Dempsey <laughs> Now, going back to Smack the Pony, yeah. um, that was made sort of over 18 years ago now, mm. I think. And it was considered sort of quite radical at the time because it was a, mm. a sort of women, a sketch show starring women. Um, do you think it did change anything? Do you, think, do you think comedy's moved on since then or are we still... Yeah, it has. I think it has changed a lot. Mm. Yeah, I think it has. I'm really proud of that. And we didn't go into it trying to change anything, as is often the way. Mm. And in fact, I was just kind of oh no this has got to be good otherwise no woman will ever be allowed to tell a joke on telly ever again (laughs) it was quite different at the time wasn't it because we had up to then we had women playing grotesques you know battle axes you had to you had to make yourself really ugly to be funny and it just normalised it just took it Mm. stepped it down a bit didn't it I mean we did play grotesques but we also played a lot of just you know normal twattery So what's next for the Sally Phillips career arc? Roadshow. <laughs> Abortion the musical. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere, with, anywhere with flying and travel, she'll go. Flying and travel. Bridget Jones's amniocentesis. <laughs> she does have one. Does she? Oh. Yeah, she does, yeah. But um, next is, I'm doing a sitcom, and I don't even know who it's for, so maybe we shouldn't talk about that. I'm doing a sitcom next week, and then I'm doing Jay Branston, a film about a mother with mental health issues played by Maxine Peake and I'm playing a doctor in that so I've got that going till Christmas and then hopefully another Veep and I'm writing sitcom for Channel 4 which is late (laughs) (laughs) that's why you've said yes to a free podcast oh no my hands are tired today I'm I'm hanging out in a basement eating biscuits with some mad women everything is late it's always the case with uh, motherhood isn't it yeah Yeah. oh lots of exciting things coming up for Sally Phillips watch out world I feel like I'm more excited about your career than you are. You're just looking at me blank, blankly like, yeah, I suppose. Because you're, you're a pioneer of the geek girl revolution, though. Wow. You can just jolly well make it yourself, can't you? I mean, I can't operate my own phone, but you... <laughs> you... That's why I married her. You make it, and I think that's the thing. You just have to make it yourself and then broadcast it yourself, and then they go, oh, yeah, we want that. That we want. I'm, I think so. Anything for money. <laughs> anything anything for money that's what we're going to call our game show it's just us two doing anything for money (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell yeah, they wanted us I to... I think anything for money is a genius idea <laughs> yeah. for, for a pub I think, I think it's. I think it's a pertinent comment on today's society. Because it's, like, it's like that pub show. game. If you play the pub game, someone says, well, what would you do for £1,000? Would you do this and this and this? And it always gets worse. And I ring quite often because like, there's a lot of shit I would do for £1,000. Like, that's like a, like a lot of money and I'm disgusting. So <laughs> I think that would be a really good biog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you, can you <laughs> I had a sketch once, it was like cheap whore. Like she's... She's very, very cheap, but she won't go very far. You know, wink, wink at you across the room, 2P. But you imagine your theatre biog, and you have, you know, Anthony Cher, Hurst, and blah, 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 And then yeah. they have you. Eddie, would... <laughs> do anything for money. Would snog Nigel Farage? For I'd do that for, for £1,000. £58. Mm. How long? <laughs> Tongues? How long? Tongues. What would oh. be your lowest price? I'd do it for 10 seconds for £58. <laughs> £5.80 a second. <laughs> Pretty good. I would. I'd do that. He's local too. He grew up in now southeast London hood. You know. Did he? Yeah. Apparently, Sally. How long would you? <laughs> I wouldn't Nigel. snog Nigel Farage. I think not my, even my without not, No, because my you know my marriage wouldn't. I don't know that my marriage would survive that. Well, you could buy a new one if you. <laughs> buy a new well, not with fifty-eight quid. Ten thousand pounds. Come on, she's thinking about it. <laughs> no, not Nigel Farage. No, I wouldn't for do no, it. For no, a million no, pounds. not for any money. For a million not for pounds. Any, not for any this money. This is like remaking that Demi Moore film about for a million pounds they like sold off the wife for a night. What yeah. would you do? Would, would you snog Nigel Farage for a million pounds? Yes, for a million. Yeah. Yes. Any less. Grand? Mm. <laughs> I do need to get the bathroom done. <laughs> we didn't get the deposit back on that bar at that gig the other oh, night. fuck yes, yeah. that's right. No, no, definitely then. We need to, okay. we, can, we can make up the win. If you're listening, Apparently, Nigel, Helen's address is... <laughs> Desperate town. Maybe Nigel would pay a million pounds. Maybe he would. Now he's a friend of Trump's. Oh, that's hideous, isn't that's it? That's weird, isn't it? That is odd. It's so odd. I think, knowing what I know of Nigel Farage, he'd say he'd pay a million pounds and then he'd snog you and then he'd change his mind and say that actually you owed him a million pounds. That that's sounds right. Like more like I am so excited by the idea of people's CDs being replaced with lists of things they would do for, for, the, for their prices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would he an actual so- shit sandwich in 1500? <laughs> It would tell you so much more about them, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Rather than, you know, can operate Word. Yeah. Yes, you know. excellent administration skills. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Would drink all over Europe. <laughs> Already <laughs> drinks over Europe. <laughs> would wear a suit made of human skin. Well, that's going to cost you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I don't know where you get it from. Oh. Uh, thinking about it too much. Okay, I think it's time now, Helen, for the Scummy Mummy Confessions. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Would you like to kick us off, Sally, since at the beginning of the podcast you said, I have many. many yeah, well, many. I was, yeah, I was saying to you that really it's very hard to think of parenting successes, like non-scummy <laughs> mummy moments. <laughs> and so many to choose from. But as we're vaguely talking about Bridget Jones, I'll tell you about the Bridget Jones 2 premiere, where I'd had Ollie and I went off. Uh, yeah, went off to the premiere, drank an enormous amount, came back and expressed an awful lot of uh, champagne, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then couldn't quite throw it away. It's like, you know how hard won this stuff is. Yeah. So I just fed it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and he slept for two and days. he slept for two days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Oh. There we are. So Charlie started back at school the other day, all very nice, and uh, uh, I went to pick him up yesterday and his new teacher said to me, oh, Charlie tells me that he's uh, very into baking. And I was like, oh, no, he means we watch the Bake Off. 
that's the same excellent well, well that's what we've got time for I think uh, but yes thank you so much Sally Phillips for well, coming no, I hope that was alright that was great I should have done more jokes probably not not at all No, we don't like jokes here on <laughs> hate them it's not really our thing as comedians far too obvious Um, too obvious yeah thank you very much for listening to the podcast please follow us on Twitter Instagram at Scummy Mummies we're on the Facebook and if you want to give us an iTunes review that helps push us up the charts and then more people get to sort of hear about the podcast which hopefully is a good thing yes and do come to see us if you're in Winchester or the Hampshire area 29th of September We'll be there we'll on be there the stage, Theatre Royal. Theatre Royal, that's right. Imagine that. How do your kids? How do your kids? Do you tell you tell lots of like shaming stories about your kids? Presumably on the podcast. How do you manage? I mean, this is just a question for me. Mm. How, do you, <laughs> how do you manage that? Because people obviously are asking me a lot about Ollie at the moment. I yeah. don't know where to draw. Yeah, lines, how much to. Usually we don't like if it's a poo or we won't we won't we won't name the child. We'll just say one yeah. of my children. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, but I'm yeah. sure it'll all come back to haunt us in a terrible way. Uh, it probably will, won't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be dreadful. Yeah. Let's do yeah. some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My child the other day, I'm like, you can't. I'm not. I'm not going to wipe your bottom. You have to. You have to learn to do your own bottom. You're going to school now, and he said, but it's a horrible job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. He's absolutely right. He's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, there we are. And just to remind us, your documentary is on October the fifth. Yeah, oh, actually, let's not talk about the documentary anymore. Let's just talk about Bridget Jones. <laughs> Bridget <laughs> Jones is, Bridget is out Jones. in cinemas this Friday. Hooray! 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 I cannot wait to see it. And it's very sweet when she has a baby. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sally Phillips. You've been a brilliant guest. Hooray! Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the honour. Until next time. Bye-bye! Today we're gonna have Sally Phillips on the show. She's great, she's fab, she's ace, and she's the funniest woman I know. Yes, I know, yes, I know. She's a mega star, she's the most famous guest we've had on the show so far. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.